0: Today's episode of the Fast Brackets podcast is brought to you by Winlight Bets. Winlight Bets is the fastest gaming action on Earth, using the fastest motorsport on Earth. Go to the Winlight Bets Facebook page, like and follow to be up to date on all the latest information around gaming and your favorite sport, drag racing. Welcome to the Fast Brackets Podcast, where we highlight the cars and stars of top sportsmen and top dragster drag racing. I am your host, Rex Simmermaker, coming to you, actually not coming to you from the heart of Indianapolis, the racing capital of the world. Where I'm coming to you from is from Sin City, Las Vegas, Nevada. I'm here at the Spring Fling Million, JP. uh, Where are you at today, brother?
1: Coming to you from rural Virginia, guys and girls welcome to the show today is episode 113
0: ap i'm in vegas baby you're holding down the east coast branch and we have another co-host with us today host co-host of the going bracket racing podcast casey beckmeyer casey what's happening today man
2: not a lot fellas appreciate you guys having me on the show
0: brother you earned your way on this is what you did you earned your way on the show we had a fast brackets win light bets fantasy league for the pdra elite top sportsman and elite top dragster group and you came out on top you dominated that whole fantasy league crushed it won it running away in part of the prize package was to come on and be co-host with us so congratulations to you you earned it my man
2: yeah man i appreciate that because i didn't earn it on the racetrack last year i can (laughs) tell you that so i didn't do worth (laughs) a crap on the racetrack at all so at least i won something that was
1: uh
0: (laughs) well you know what we all have our specialties uh casey so you know we do it however it takes and whatever it takes and what you did was pretty special because you won the inaugural fantasy league it was really well done and we're really excited to have you on the show with us today um we've got you know this is a little bit different we're I'm on location, um, you know, so maybe if there's any a little bit of a sound quality issue this week, it's because I'm sitting in the tower here at Las Vegas Motor Speedway, the Strip. I'm really excited to be here. Um, Just I love this place. So um, anyway, uh, that could be part of the sound quality issue if there is any uh jp you're you're holding down the east coast branch and then we've got casey so this this is gonna be a fun one this is gonna be a really fun one we've got great topics to cover this week and we've got uh you know we've got the uh the three stooges here ready to rock and roll this week
1: yes, Same I, I, i'm a little jealous because i i, I would have loved to been out there with you guys this, this week rex but i just couldn't uh couldn't make the trip. So um, I'm yeah. glad you are uh, out there and things are going well. And uh, I'll be rooting everything on with the whole Wind Light Bets deal. So.
0: Yeah, I appreciate you, man. Like, we're really excited to bring Wind Light Bets to bracket racing and especially here at Sensei. I mean, you know, where the, the gaming capital of the world, what better place to unleash Wind Light Bets on the world than uh, here in Vegas at the Sprinkling Million? I mean, just a tremendous uh, bracket race. And Casey, you talked about the spring fling quite a bit on your growing going bracket racing show this week um you were nice enough to have me on as well talk a little bit about that but maybe you can talk a little bit about just what an incredible event this is um, for the bracket racing community
2: oh yeah man uh kyle Seipel and peter beyondo started the spring fling series you know quite a while ago at this point and uh It's the gold standard as far as Mega Money Bracket Racing goes. And it seems to me like the Spring Fling Series, especially whenever it starts this early in the year, sets the trend that will be uh, that of Mega Money Bracket Racing for now 2023. And it seems like the level of participation at this event is outstanding right now. I've heard from you and multiple others that This is going to be possibly the biggest spring fling event ever. And I know it's called the spring fling, but it's a fling series now. It goes all through. And I want to say Bristol last year had over 600, man, maybe 637 or so entries, so much so that they, they stopped basically accepting more entries and canceled buybacks because there was so much participation. And they say it's going to blow it out
0: something. Yeah, racing's dead, I'm sure of it. It's, it's <laughs> drag racing is completely dead. I mean, yeah, there's there's going to be I mean, yeah, maybe 600 cars here on the property and uh you guys know my stance on Vegas. I mean, that you is, know bro. my stance. Like if if your neighbor's dog dies, go to Vegas. If uh, you know your minister uh, has a good sermon on Sunday, go to Vegas. Have he has he had a long like an extra long sermon on Sunday? Go to Vegas, go, go to Vegas. No matter what the reason or rhyme is, there's I mean, just do it. It's uh, it, it's good for your soul. So I'm happy to be here for a handful of reasons. Um, but guys, we have a tremendous show on top of the fact that. We just we're covering the whole United States today. We've got a great show. We've got a couple of great guests. Casey, we're going to really dig into you, your racing, and uh, this new car build that you've got. Later on, we've also have Chevy Floyd coming on, a, a guy who races out in your neck of the woods, fellows um, on the East Coast there, and does it in a couple different classes at an extremely high level. I'm excited to have a, a Chevy Floyd on. Truthfully, if his name was Ford Floyd. I would be <laughs> anti it but um, but Chevy Floyd he, he went right to the top of the list so we're, we're in great shape that way so guys girls get to doing whatever it is that you do while you listen to the show make your commute clean the shop work on that old heap but metaphorically speaking get your helmet on get strapped in because here we go <laughs> All right, let's put this thing in the water box. Let's get them hot. Let's talk about the hot topic of the week. JP, you and I, we discussed last week the changing of the schedule that the PDRA did for this season. They changed their uh, event schedule a little bit, not so much uh, where they're going or what they're doing, but how they run their event during the week. And it was interesting from a top dragster and a top sportsman side of it, meaning that they did first round of qualifying on Thursday, and which is a big, big change, right? That's a big change from the Friday-Saturday event schedule they normally have. They've changed it to a Thursday-Friday schedule. What do we think? How did the, how did that work out, JP, for them? I mean, I, I, what was the ultimate car count that they got for top sportsman top dragster?
1: Top sportsman and top dragster, they had... 60 plus cars in each class, so it didn't affect them at all. Um, Not one bit. I, yeah, I thought that it would, would affect them, but apparently, um, top sports from the top drags, the races have a whole lot more vacation time than the average people. Um, <laughs> they, they had a pile of cars. I mean, the, the total car count, I think, was north of 350, so it was a huge opening weekend for PDRA. Um, And hats off to them for, I guess, they seen something that made them think that it would make their show better and they went with it.
0: Um, well, they needed awesome it. I think, I think they needed it a little bit, right? Because they had some real weather issues in terms of the wind and ultimately finished that thing on Sunday. So it, it was, a, I think, a really good call from that standpoint. That said, um, I'm, I'm with you. We, we talked through it. We said, man, that's an interesting call. But I think what ultimately turned out was – What PDRA is doing, at least in my mind, is putting their flag in the ground and they're saying their national event series now, right? They went from a regional to a national event series in year 10 of that thing. you got to treat it just like you would going to an NHRA national event. Like, hey, you don't get to roll in there, you know, Friday afternoon and be back home Sunday evening or Sunday afternoon. That's not how it's going to work. You're going to have to invest the time just like you invest the money to run this series uh and like i like it i do like that from that standpoint in the fact that they've been around they've been doing it a long time they're good at what they do and man i hope that works i hope like we need them right don't we need them from a from that standpoint
1: yeah that seems to be the that seems to be the lane that they're going with. I'll be watching close for the rest of the season to see how, how it plays out and to see if they can sustain these car counts. I do know that there were several <laughs> competitors that did not make the first round call um, in a bunch of different classes on Sunday. I don't know if that was due to breakage or due to people just having to travel that day or what have you, but yeah. they still got the show off and it still was a great show. So it'll be interesting to watch and see how this all shakes out for the rest of the season and and, and see if uh, the Thursday thing pays, pays off for them in the long run. Um, right now it seems to be paying off. So hats off to P.D.R.A. Um,
0: great opening weekend, and they did it again. I mean, sixty cars, guys. I mean, sixty cars in those classes is really, really impressive. I mean, obviously the top sixteen and that that elite side is uh, th- those guys are absolutely flying. But you know, to have having the ability to put up another thirty-two to forty-eight car field on the backside of your elite is, I mean. It, like, that's impressive. Like, I'd be really happy if I qualified in the regular for top sportsman and or top dragster. I mean, that that's how good that field is. And, you know, from as I take a breath, I think about this thing. I think, man, how great is that for the PDRA that they are, you know, they're really um, putting 10 toes down saying we're a national event series now. That's what we are. This is who we are and how we roll. So. Um, you know, it's going to hurt some people's vacation schedules. That's for sure. Or time off, or I don't know, JP, you're going to have to, uh, get sick on Wednesday ever so often this year. Is that what's going to happen this summer? You're going to,
1: I'm going uh, to uh, have to uh, figure uh, something out because I want to make a, a couple of races. I don't, I can't run their whole schedule, but I, I wanted to run, you know, I've run limited. I've wanted to run a little bit, so I'm going to have to figure something out. I'm going to have to, I don't know, pull a fire alarm or something. <laughs> figure something out. <laughs>
0: Right. I mean, start, uh, Oh, boss, boss. I, I think I got COVID again. Uh, I think I got COVID again. I'm going to need a couple of days <laughs> off. And you know, if it just happens to coincide with the whole PDRA schedule, what are we going to do? I mean, what are we going to do? Like life is uh, interesting that way, but I, I do think it's really great for them. They got the car count they wanted. Uh, I don't think they want a hundred top sportsmen top dragster cars. But, I mean, that's, uh, I would love it, but I don't think that's what they want. Um, but yeah, so I think, Kudos to them for, for again, getting that show in under tough weather conditions, getting the car count, um, you know, even with the change of schedule. and And I'm really fired up for what they could do and could be, you know, going forward from here. Yeah. Oh, on a quick side note, just for the doom
1: and gloom and drag racing is dead and no youth participation, it was, I want to say, over 70 junior dragsters on the property this weekend for pdr too. So uh,
0: there's a youth participation, folks. So. And I was going to save this. I, I was going to save this to later in the podcast, but I mean, give it up for You know, our fast brackets junior dragster reporter Victoria Beamer and getting it done, going to the number one spot from a qualifying standpoint. Right. I mean, Victoria letting go in time, baby. And good for her. Uh, I don't think it ended with her in the winner's circle, but going from the top spot is the way it's done. So she's so she's so good. She's going to be a really great racer for a long time. And I don't. I don't particularly want to root for a lot of junior dragsters, but I sure as heck root for her. And I, I, I mean right, she, that because the they sound like lawnmowers, and I don't, I don't love them <laughs> next to my, you know, on the neighborhood. How about that?
1: Yeah, she um, they they qualify based off reaction time, and she yeah. took the top spot with a double o three. And I think she went like three rounds. And and I watched her. I was in the shop working, and I watched when she came up, and I watched her leave and just watching the car all the way down and just hood scoot rocking. She's going to be, she's going to be tough. Um, she's already tough in the juniors and they're going to have their hands full with her over there. Cause it's look, not she's... like she wasn't winning where she was racing it.
0: Right. Yeah. No. And look, she's 13. And like she was doing a uh, YouTube video the other day talking about uh, showing people how she welds. So I was like, that's pretty, that's pretty awesome for a 13 year old girl to, you know, uh, teaching other people how to weld as well as... Better, uh, better welded than I am. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, same, same brother. Um, yeah, so the, good for the PDRA Welling well nicely done, and uh, I hope they keep it rolling. Let's put it in the
1: beams. Our guest today is the driver of the Little Rick Corvette Drag Illustrated 30 Under 30 inductee. Mad Dog 450 champ, Chevy Hollywood Floyd. Chevy, how you doing today, buddy?
3: Man, just another day, brother.
1: Another blessing. <laughs> so so what's been going on for you in the
3: offseason? Well, we've, uh, since I got in the whole 30 under 30 deal from uh, Drag Illustrated, which uh, is just such a blessing to be a part of and stuff. And uh, us being the champions of the 450 uh, deal at Farmington last season, uh, just acquiring sponsorships, got kind of a lot of new technologies on uh, Little Red, and just hopefully just keep progressing in toward the uh, toward the future and stuff. Getting better parts, new parts. Uh, my daddy likes to likes to throw some, as he calls them, brand used parts in this thing. But as, uh, <laughs> thankful that sponsorships got on board with us this year, and uh, we got some brand new parts in there this year. So maybe we can speed that thing a little beat that thing up a little bit during uh top sports and then uh, maybe a little big dog yeah so um
1: i noticed you were a pdra this this past weekend um but uh you were in a little bit of a different role what was going on with that
3: oh yeah so uh about two three months ago uh my daddy hasn't drove in nine years and uh he told me two three months ago he said man he said do you think I can get in this car? Because he ain't never drove the uh, Corvette before. And uh, I said, I don't know. Let's try it out. And he tried to get in it. And my dad's a grown man. And I'm just, you know, I'm just a little boy. So I fit in that thing like a like a glove as it is. And uh, dad went on a weight loss program and lost him about 20, 30 pounds somewhere in there. And now he got in it. And I had to watch from a different angle this weekend. But, man, he done he done an excellent job, man, for not being in the car for Nine years, and even though he had a first-round exit, I believe it was more of my fault than it was his. But listen, man, all in all, it's a great weekend. Oh,
1: you know, Chevy, you're gonna lose your ride. Don't don't do that. <laughs> when he when he asked, say, "Man, I, I think I need to take it. I don't think you can handle it That don't right. Worry. I
3: know that's right, well, I tell you i got fired him uh few two. uh first round we uh we blew the tires right off and uh didn't go nowhere, but qualifying round two he made him a pretty decent lick and it went out there about the three thirty went toward the center line. my man drove her all the way over to the wall and ain't let out for a three eighty nine and I got down there and I. And that ain't no, you can't be driving my car like this. So you're going to get fired <laughs> now. It scared me a little bit, but he, he, he had it all the way. So I was <laughs> really sure. Okay.
1: Well, let, let's uh walk us through okay, the God. little red Corvette a little bit. Tell us a little bit about the car and the combination yeah, and the history of the car. Job,
3: that all right. So the uh little red Corvette, she's a – uh common money chassis uh it was the original little red corvette that the uh guys from south carolina john lyman and the crew uh basically i wouldn't i'd like to say dominated a little bit for uh for the local stuff for a long time Uh, and uh we got a hemi in it
4: and
3: uh it's was updated in two thousand and I think eighteen by uh Tommy Mooney. And uh, we've been running the wheels off of it ever since.
0: And Chevy you've been running mostly the four fifty index stuff with that, is that right?
3: Uh that's right. We've uh I, and you know we run PDRA top Sportsman with it too. Uh it's just recently that we uh it's actually last year whenever uh finally talked that into Putting that old big old big old hoot charger up on top of it, and I'm like, Dad, like oh, I want to go into the threes this year, and uh, finally got the opportunity last year, and we put it on there, and man, that's what I've always wanted to do. I've always wanted to go fast in a door car, you know, whether it be bracket racing or heads up deal, but you we know, talked always wanted to do have that with your racing operation.
0: So that that's that's new then for this year is what you're saying.
3: Oh yeah, one hundred percent. We uh, we're gonna run like a full season big dog this year. We just kind of tried it out last year. Uh, went my first ever three second pass last year, and
4: we're uh, gonna to
3: try to keep on digging this year.
1: So you going to big dog this Thursday? Yes,
3: sir. Uh weather permitting it. Uh I'm actually I'm actually out here in the shop right now. We was uh we was working on it for a little bit, but uh had to come jump on the podcast with y'all fellas. I've been waiting on this moment for a little bit now. <laughs> we appreciate yeah. you coming on.
4: Um
1: are you gonna run mad dog this weekend also if uh if they get that one off?
3: oh uh, yes sir and uh a lot of people don't understand like how much uh work goes into us going from running low 380s to 450s that's, that's a big deal for uh for the car as far as changes and stuff we uh We changed superchargers and intakes, and changed the four-link, and old little red's ready to go. Yeah, I was going to say
1: it's a lot of different configurations y'all run with that deal. I've seen it run a lot of different ETs. I I think it's pretty impressive that you can you can make that car run so many different ETs, like you.
3: Oh, yeah. I, I tell you, man, I've I've never really drove anything other than a Tommy Mooney uh, race car before uh, as far as door car racing goes. And, man, Tommy's a legend of the sport, whether it be top sportsman or pro-modified racing or anything, man. He, in my opinion, he goes the baddest race cars out there, but I am a little biased. So. I understand that. Well, I, mean, I
0: tell you what, you caught me off guard, Chevy, um, because I just assumed – a a car that was running those different classes is just spraying it and I, I just figured like you got a little kit for that you got a you know handful other kits that you throw at it to run big dog or whatever but um you caught me off guard because you said you changed blower combinations and everything is that like what's uh it, it feels like the easy way to do it is the nitrous side um but you don't you don't want to do it easy you want to you want to do it the, the the fast way is that right
3: well, the only way that we've ever known how to do it is uh, is going the bore route. You know, uh, my dad growing up, and uh, for me growing up and stuff, watching my dad and stuff, he always had uh, he always had superchargers and stuff like that. We never really got up and close and personal and raced some nitrous stuff before, and uh, that's about the only thing we know. You know what I mean? And it's uh in my opinion, and you know, somebody could could tell me I'm wrong by this, but I think our combination is just a little bit cheaper than the uh nitrous combination.
4: So for us
3: poor boys out here in Lexington North Carolina, you know, we're just trying to make it all budget anyway. So that's, that's 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 what we gotta do. But it's a, it's a great great deal that we got. Brad Anderson makes a, a hell of a motor, and uh, we got a uh, we got two different superchargers. Like I said, that we run uh, in between combinations, and uh, just got just got some good parts, man. Got some good help too.
0: No, that's a, that's impressive, and that's that's an interesting. I you just caught me off guard, which is good. Um, I'm I'm learning about that stuff, so maybe for our listeners who aren't in the North Carolina area, obviously the big dog series is uh i mean has some heavy heavy hitters there but maybe walk us through that series just for people that are listening on the west coast that just don't have a feel for that series at all
3: oh yeah the uh the big dog shootout it's uh i'd say it's probably been going for 20 plus years it's uh it started out as like a local little back half deal and uh Man, it's ran on the first Thursday night of every month, and this place is absolutely packed out. And, uh, you know, your big names and Pro Modified, like Todd Teddero and Jay Cox and Jason Harris, you know, all these guys built their name up at the Big Dog Shootout. And uh, it's just a really cool deal. It's side-by-side racing, and, you know, anytime you get to see – Cars run side by side of 380s on a Thursday night in jam packed area. It's just man, it's a different environment. If you've never been to a big dog shootout race, you've got to go check it out. It's just a, it's a, it's a great atmosphere, great facility to race at, and what's better than side by side 380 runs? Man, man, sometimes you might catch some 370s depending on the weather and the
0: atmosphere. I mean, it's essentially pro mod racing, right? I mean, that's where the, that's all oh, oh, it is, right?
3: We, 100%. Yes, sir. Yeah. yeah it's yeah. Uh, yeah. a lot of different combinations out there from uh, – and I, they're allowing uh, – it used to just only be blur and nitrous and stuff, but uh, by the rules and stuff that I've read this year, they're going to allow pro chargers and uh, and turbo cars this year, but everything's under NHRA pro mod rules.
0: Yeah, the, the Mount Rushmore of uh, power adders, right? That's what we've got. We've got all four power adders going now. That's, that's right yes sir yes sir well you've you've done it um now you've run top sportsman you run big dog stuff you run 450 index um walk us through maybe the different challenges of running you know maybe index versus top sportsman versus heads up stuff and you know uh which do you do do you like better what do you like best Um, walk us through kind of the mentality of all that
3: yeah, I uh, I tell you the toughest one, the toughest one out of all of them, I really do think is some real fast PDRA top sportsman racers. You know, you got people like Donnie Urban and Buddy Perkinson and just a bunch of bad dudes that's been in the sport for a long time. And you know, if you're not double O or anything like that and dead on running 370s, 380s, I mean that deal is tough. But I, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't know if I can even say that's the toughest because man, we're we're struggling right now in big dog just a little bit. Last year we qualified for both events, but going fast and trying to qualify to get in the top eight deals—that's really tough. But also, man, that that Farmington uh, Mad Dog 450. If you're not if you're not 20 total running 450s on any given Saturday, I mean, you're packing up and going home. So I don't know, man. It's it's so challenging. But I tell you, bracket racing has helped me so much as far as a driver. Uh, as far as overcoming and, and learning how to drive these cars, knowing that you got to get in a rhythm. It, people are going to think I'm probably crazy, but you know, dr- uh, running these things is kind of like playing golf. You know, if you if you're not in a good mindset playing golf, it ain't going to be good out on the racetrack. So you know, you gotta you gotta relax, know your responsibilities, do your job at the exact same time every single time, and ride that momentum. Because if you ain't on top of the world, you. It ain't gonna end up good for you, but it's just—it's a tough deal, any of them. Uh, but man, going fast is the coolest thing ever. When you see that old front end twerked up in the air while you're going down through there, but it's just—I don't know, man. Drag racing in general is so tough, and I think—I think more people and the more more people that get to know about it and stuff, drag racing's on the come up. It's never not been dead or anything like that, but uh, but man, it's just the whole everything that we run's tough, man
2: and Chevy this is Casey over here I'm the not a part of this show got my own show but they let me on their show too so uh, but I have a question for you man because uh, you know obviously we've we've seen uh, you know your love for door cars and all of this uh, type of stuff and we've kind of covered that but something that uh, and I'm on that I'm on that side of things as well so uh, I'm with you there but uh, I wanted to ask you what specifically, brings you to the uh you know the index side of things can you kind of go over why why you like the index type racing uh versus just going flat out top sportsman or pro nitrous racing
3: yeah i uh I don't know man it's it's one of those deals my dad would never uh Back in probably 2008, 2009 and stuff, the economy wasn't doing too well, and for our team, we've always been like a low budget team and stuff. So uh, he started 470 racing and 450 racing, and, and man, it, it pays good money, and, and plus it's it's a really fun deal to uh, to go run, and uh, it's just the money side right now uh for farmington you know at mad dog uh man if we get eight cars it pays three thousand you know that's the same as running it hard and going to pdra top sports and you know i'm not i'm not dissing on them or nothing but it's just the money side of it uh we get 16 cars that pays forty five hundred dollars to win and that's with round money so uh just from a money aspect of it uh you know, it's me and Daddy joke around all the time. It's like, man, we gotta we go to farming some mad dog four fifty, try to win us a little money so we can pay for some rods and some pistons just to get with that <laughs> big dog, you know. Yeah.
1: So um it's now that you got a little taste of the big dog deal, do you uh you have aspirations to maybe try Pro Boost or some other type of Pro Mod organization? Well, I got some
3: Yes, sir. I got some, uh, I got some deals in the workings and stuff right now. Uh, I don't want to get too far ahead of myself and let everybody know everything, but, uh, maybe at the end of the season, like I said, I got a bunch more sponsorships and stuff on board to get us some brand new parts. So, uh, if I can keep rods in these things and keep them from coming out, I, uh, I plan on doing something at the very end of the year at July. but that's, that's just all i'm that's all i can really say
0: about that right now hold on hold hold the phone (laughs) chevy we have had breaking news on this show many many times we were really counting on you, brother to to break some news you're telling us no no you're gonna have to come back on another time to break the news is that what you're trying to tell us
3: well, I'd love to I'd love for y'all to have me back on, but I just I just tell y'all a little snippet if I can if I can keep the rods and these motors that I got and stuff like that because uh, like I said I got a little more money behind me and stuff, but uh, hopefully by the end of the year if I ain't got too many too many hurts parts and pieces and stuff we're uh, we're gonna give it a try at uh, Galact Motorsports Park PDR A Pro Boost.
1: All, all right, right here first ladies and gentlemen fast bracket podcast always breaking news breaking Chevy news
0: Floyd, all the time kind
1: of breaking some news maybe <laughs> <laughs> maybe I, well,
0: I, I i will say this i i will say this we've had some really great guests on the show over the years i mean we truly we've had some great guests um we've had you know what we haven't had anybody podcast certified in a long, long time, but maybe, JP, we should podcast certify Hollywood Chevy Floyd. I mean, if of all the people that we could certify, should we not certify Hollywood Chevy Floyd? If, if we get a little background maybe on those two nicknames, I think we could certify you, Chevy.
3: Well, there you go. There you go. I I, uh, I don't know if y'all know this about me, too. This is a little snippet about me, but uh, I'm also a part-time announcer, too. So you guys haven't really heard my announcer's voice. But uh, maybe maybe this season y'all might hear me in the announcer's booth, too. So that goes well with podcasting. And mean, you got to have the voice, just like y'all got. <laughs> I mean, trying,
0: to uh, yeah. Yeah. trying to take our jobs. It's ridiculous. Trying to take our jobs.
1: I'm barely holding on to this job week to week, uh, Chevy. So I need you to back up a little bit. Um, so, so I,
3: tell us a little bit about the Hollywood nickname. Uh, well, it just started off. Uh, whenever I was in junior dragsters uh, growing up, I'm, I'm still that. Short little long hair, sunglass, wear the hat, you know, smiling at everybody and laughing and cutting up. And uh, one day this guy uh, came up to us that ran with us, and uh, his name's Derek Blackburn, and He came up to me and he said, Man, he said, He said, you know, Chevy's pretty good as a first name and stuff. He said, But how about we start calling you Hollywood? And uh, it just stuck from there. And uh, I got, I mean, I got to tell this story. It's probably been, it's probably been three, four, might have been five years ago. It goes by so fast now and stuff. But uh Donnie Urban, uh, legend of the sport and uh talk sports and stuff, he came up to me one day and he said, uh he said, he said, Chevy, he said, you know, I've been seeing all this Hollywood talk and stuff like that. He said, you know, I ain't I ain't ready to retire just yet. So he said, How about from here on out? I'm Big Wood and you're little Wood. <laughs> and, uh, just kind of, just kind of, just kind of stuck from there. But, uh, but you know, we still rock the Hollywood name, and uh, man, just gotta gotta give credit to Donnie Irvin. Man, he's a bad man. I ain't trying to
0: steal his name. It just kind of stuck with me. Well, yeah, that's, listen, that's
1: awesome, man, that's awesome. A lot of
0: people go all their life trying to find one cool nickname. You got two, so I mean, like, that's quit, right. quit hoarding them, brother. Quit hoarding them is what we're saying. That's
3: that's right. I, that's right.
1: I think you made it, Rex. I mean, Matt and drives a little red Corvette, long hair, sunglasses.
0: His little name Wood. is Chevy
1: Hollywood. Yeah, all right. Little right. We're doing I it. Mean,
0: we're doing it. Chevy Floyd, you just got podcast certified. We haven't done this for a long time, but what that means is you legitimately can come back on the show whenever you want, as long as you got something cool to say. So congratulations oh, to you, Hollywood Chevy Floyd, for getting podcast certified. My man.
3: Yes, sir. And I, I guys, I appreciate. I appreciate y'all having me on, man. That's a cool little deal. I tried to get catch up with y'all, Andy, but I just had a couple of things going on. And, yeah. whew, time just flies by, and it's just I time get to get point. all my all my all my stuff together.
1: Well, real quick, man, tell everybody where they can find you at and follow your racing, and and if you got anybody that supports you that you want to talk about, and just let us, let that go. Let us know that.
3: Oh yeah, we're, uh, now I'm, uh, on Facebook, Chevy Floyd. Uh, I, uh, also got a page CFR Motorsports, uh, or you can follow me on, uh, Instagram at Chevy Floyd 3106. And, uh, man, I just want to give a, uh, it's probably going to be a little long, but man, I got so many people to thank. First, I'd like to thank my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, man. He He's blessed me in so many ways. I posted a picture uh I posted a picture yesterday from uh ten years ago that was a Facebook memory of me sitting in my dad's uh Pro mod. and uh I said one day on as a caption and uh, just to be here today and stuff man God sent me so many blessings it ain't funny and uh, I'd like to give a shout-out to him. But I'd like to give a shout-out to my mom and dad, man. They've supported, they've, they've supported me in this whole deal and believed in me and wanted me to drive a little red Corvette. i got to help of a crew, uh, and sponsors, man. I'd like to give a big shout-out to Freddie Terza from VP Racing Fuels. He's believed in me from day one. Uh, NGK Spark Plugs, uh, Global Enterprises, Fluid yeah. Trucking, Sturgill Engineering, uh, Mark A. Lamoureux Construction and Development, uh, Farm Bureau, Shane, Shane Decker, uh, Hedgecock Building Supplies, and uh, man, I just, I just got a lot of great people supporting, supporting me from the, uh, the whole deal and stuff, and that's what makes this thing possible. We're just a little low fund budget team that's, that's trying to make it in this world one day. But uh, I'd like to give a shout out to Chevrolet too. I've been supporting these mugs and representing them for uh, 24 years now, so I'm waiting on the time. cut the check. The check, GM.
0: That's right. <laughs> that is
1: right. Ladies and Cut gentlemen, check. Chevy Hollywood if Floyd.
0: If you need them. Today's Half Track Report is brought to you by DragRaceLawyer.com. For all your high horsepower legal needs, get with Ed Arney at DragRaceLawyer.com. JP, we had some PDRA action uh, this past weekend. Can you break that down for us, my man?
1: Yes, sir. Uh, top sportsman and top dragster came out in full force for the opening weekend of PDRA, um, and it was a great show. Uh, starting it off with elite top dragster leading the way, the number one qualifier was Peter Maduri with a one nine at 198.88. Uh, bump spot in elite was a four zero five. Uh, And just the, on a side note, that wouldn't
0: have even got you in the top sportsman elite when we get to this. Get to how about that? How about that? Um, can can we get the top dragster guys to step it up a notch? I mean, can we get them all at least in the top sportsman? I'm kidding, of course. But uh, but that was an interesting twist, was it not, that the top sportsman guys outqualified the top dragster guys? Interesting. Very interesting. Once
1: again, I'm not kidding. Turn something else on or put another pulley or do something, man. I mean, come on, guys. Get with it. Uh, but Steve Fur <laughs> used a 009 advantage at the starting line to go uh, be 04 386, 7 on 379 over Larry Roberts, uh, 023, 393. 3-6 on a 381 dial, so Steve Fur
0: takes the win in PDR elite top draft. He, he really can get Moving that on. thing done, right? I mean, he's Steve Fur, one of the best ever, and he's going to come on the show here in a couple weeks, so for those of you that don't know a lot about his career, uh, hang tight, because we're going to have him on the show and, and talk through that win, because he's done it at a high level for a long time.
1: Yeah, always a threat to win
0: wherever he shows up.
1: Uh moving on to P D R A uh Top Dragster thirty two. Number one qualifier was Brian Maine, four oh six seven at one seventy seven ninety three. Uh they had forty nine cars, so the bump was like a four seventy one.
4: Uh, so one
1: car didn't make it in. Justin Fordyce was 009, to go 435-2 on a 434 over Jimmy Albertson's 002, 439-2 on a
4: 436.
1: So I think uh, Jimmy might have been tapping the brakes just a little bit too hard on the other end. Um, but congratulations to Justin Fordyce for getting the win and bringing it home with the PDRA
0: Top Drags 32. That's a, I mean, that's a that's a really competitive class, and I I kind of like watching it because uh, you know it's not the fastest cars on the property, but man, the the racing is really unbelievable. I mean, it well, it reminds me of you know, really the high end bracket racing, right? I mean, every single pass is. You know, just, just ten thousands of a second uh, separate them. So it's it's really good stuff. Yeah, I, I like watching always, it. Always, always good close like racing. Okay,
1: moving on to PDRA Elite Top Sportsman. Well, like, no surprise there. here. Number one qualifier there's was Buddy Perkinson, 377 at 195.85. Uh, the bump spot in Elite Top Sportsman was 399-5 at 181. So that's what we're talking about. An all three second field.
0: That's what we're talking about. I mean another all three second field in Elite. It does not get much better than that, boys. It does not get much better than that. Now, on to eliminations. The champ came
1: to play this weekend, Rex. Right? Henry Underwood wins PDRA Elite Top Sportsman. Um, starting off where he left off last year, uh, defending his championship in grand style. He was 007, uh, 384 2 on a 3 on a 383 dial-in over Brian LaFlane who was 045, 379.9 on a 382. Underwood's worst light during eliminations was –
4: 01. yeah.
1: He, <laughs> Dude, he went oh one double oh nine double oh five and then followed it up in the finals and went double oh seven and the car is printing tickets so uh elite top sportsman guys it? uh Henry oh, wow. Underwood obviously has game to play and he's showing everybody why he's the defending champ. Um
3: wow three hundred if I remember
0: right, Casey isn't isn't uh Henry Underwood how you made your money on uh the, the fantasy league is just betting on him the whole time and just racking It up seems points. like
2: it. It seems like it. How much money did I win, Rex? I thought I might have well, winning any money, but you might have put your foot in your mouth. The the is <laughs> <I, the
0: laughs> listening, so um, we have to have to table this conversation, Casey. It's, it's
1: literally tens of dollars, Casey.
0: Right.
4: <laughs> <laughs> literally <laughs> tens of dollars. Exactly. <laughs>
1: yeah. So, uh, congratulations to Henry Underwood. Uh, yes. Uh, coming out strong setting the tone for yeah. uh, 2023
0: I like it I mean what a field right all three second field starting the season that's you know it guys just killing it so i mean i, I love it they're, they're just
2: and something else also that i wanted yeah. to mention is did you guys see the two crazy top dragster wheel stands that happened one was in testing by salemi and another one he was on the back tires like at a 45 year angle at half track still and it's still i
1: believe yeah
2: he's still at 430 at 141 mile an hour <laughs>
0: yeah let's so, let's uh, normalize uh let's let's normalize dragster wheelies i mean that's that would be that would be really good stuff right
2: i think that's what we need need more of that it seemed like i mean they were exciting that could be something that winli bets asks <laughs> do not that
0: <laughs> uh, yeah i mean there's a uh, there, there's a lot of ways to do the wind light bet stuff and that is one of them that is absolutely one of them
1: 150 foot drags what?
0: Of the yeah that's i mean that
1: would be cool. well
0: our our guy craig sullivan has done that and uh about went over the backwards but if we could get them to do wheelies a little better i mean maybe you know that we can do it the drag radio way, right, and say wheelie bars are outlawed, and how much fun would that be? <laughs> I mean, if we outlaw, outlaw. Craig Sullivan.
2: Yeah. Craig Sullivan would be back in a dragster, probably because oh win that. Every- <laughs> in a
0: heartbeat. Yeah, he would. That'd be great. Oh. Uh, JB, what happened on the uh, regular or uh, 30 top sportsman, 30 side, 32 side? It's possible. Top Sportsman 32 had uh, 46
1: cars, so everyone ran. There was no bump spot, but your number one qualifier was Eric Burnett with a 401 at 189.84. Uh, How would you like to go 401 and
0: not make the field? I mean, yeah, it just uh, frustrating. Not, not, isn't it? Sorry. <laughs> Gotta be frustrating. Very frustrating. Um, I
1: don't
4: think
1: like interesting. interesting. Interesting, um, final round uh between Zachary Hauser and Mark Reese. Uh, Hauser actually won in the quarterfinals and the rearing in his car locked up in the shutdown, so they had to push him off. He didn't come back around for the semis, uh, so it was announced. And then, uh, Mark Reese was running Vince McCade and okay, broke on the line, so it was announced that Reese had won, and then I don't exactly know what happened but they came back around in the finals and i guess hauser got his car fixed and uh he goes he's 045 on a tree and goes 432 three on a 419 dial in to take the win over mark reese who was 029 on the tree and goes 421 four on a 422 dial in so he broke it out six style, just didn't have enough brake pedal um so a uh, tough way to lose for Mark Reese, but a uh, good job for the runner up. Congratulations to Zachary Hauser for the win and pdr the uh, top Sportsman 32.
0: Very interesting stuff. And I, again, I, I love that class from standpoint that I just love those cars. And I love low four second door cars. Um, Well, who am I talking about? I love all the door cars. So it's, <laughs> that's really a thing. But, uh, but I do like them a lot. Very cool. Very cool stuff um all right we've got a little bit of NHRA action to talk about um I'm I'm not going to dig in too deep here guys because what I want to tell you is that Darian Bosch did something that is uh not very common it's it's not the first one ever but Darian Bosch wins both top dragster and top sportsman in the same divisional event to close out Houston Raceway Park um pretty big deal from that standpoint um Obviously, Houston Raceman Park has a lot of history. Uh, Darian has raced there quite a bit. Um, Very emotional for him, and he gets it done on both sides of that thing. Top dragster and top sportsman. Huge uh, accomplishment. Now, it's not the first time. Jeff Taylor actually did it um, a few years ago back in Tucson. Um, I don't know if anybody else has done it prior to those two guys, but imagine winning both top sportsman and top dragster in the same event in the divisional uh, and at a track that you kind of consider your home track uh, kind of it's closing an emotional, emotional day for Darren Bosch. We're going to have him back on the show to talk us through all of that here in the next several weeks. So I won't, I won't do it any justice by doing uh, trying to talk you through that. So we'll just have him on to do it, but uh, man, pretty, very, very impressive. Uh, you know hey winning one of these events is, is an incredible amount of effort and he did it on both sides
1: yeah very impressive
0: huge huge and then um and then also the NHRA had a national event um out of Pomona so anthony bertozzi a b gets gets it done on top dragster side just his 29th national event wally if uh you know he's Essentially, he's got to build a whole wing on his house to hold these things and uh, doing it for a very long time, um, you know, certainly Hall of Fame worthy Anthony Bertozzi getting it done on the top dragster side. And then Chris Newman wins in the National Event, top sportsman, uh, dead on three over Lance Abbott. Uh, Lance made that national championship run last year, probably going to do it again. And Chris Newman gets his second national event Wally, um, on the NHRA side. So, guys, uh, man, high-level activity across this country this year, PDRA, NHRA, you know, I mean, really uh, a lot of great, great racing that happened all across the country. So what we'll do is we will next week or next uh, next episode, we'll come in, we'll break down – um a little bit more but we'll have those guys we'll have Steve Fur on we'll have Darian Bosch come on and just really walk us through those events and and get to know those guys that uh Darian Bosch obviously um young guy in the sport gonna be you know a guy to be reckoned with for a long long time Steve Fur has been doing it for a long time at a high level so both of those guys will be absolutely fun to talk to and uh, I can't wait to have them on yeah, looking forward to that. That'll be next time on the Half Track Report. Whoa! Let's get out of the groove for just one minute. And let's bring in our next guest. Our next guest is a champion. He won the WinLight Bets Elite Top Dragster Top Sportsman P.D.R.A. Fantasy League last year. He is your host. co-host of going bracket racing um and he is from clayton north carolina please welcome my friend and uh big winner casey beckmeyer casey what's happening today man
2: man just living the dream hopefully i'm not uh living out of the groove as soon as this new car's done
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah you're you're a bracket racer by heart i mean we we kind of know each other we came from the same uh, area in southern illinois you're living in north carolina now let's before we get into the really cool stuff at least as far as our listeners go let's let's talk a little bit about what you do with going bracket racing to start
2: yeah, man, uh, just, one of, you know, my best friend for a long, long time, man, me and George Edson Jr. just started going bracket racing for fun. Uh, you know, both racing ourselves and the show, obviously, but uh, I just randomly one day was like, man, I feel like uh, there's all this big money bracket racing going on and nobody's really talking about it. Uh, on a basis to give it the credit it deserves, um, so I was like, we should just start a show. You want to do it with me? And he's like, yeah, let's do it. You know, so basically, all we're doing is recording the conversations that we had every week on the phone, and we're live every Tuesday at five Eastern on YouTube and Facebook. And then if you got, if you'd rather listen to it on the podcast, we're everywhere you can find your podcast. Just search the name Golden Brack Race and you'll find us.
0: You 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 had an amazing guest this week too. If I remember right i can't think of who that is but i do remember that you had an amazing guest uh so guys girls go listen to that because casey and george will get you caught up on all the cool stuff that's happening in bracket racing across the country and there is a lot of cool stuff i mean for instance i'm i'm parked in vegas right now for the spring Fling million it is very very cool um, so, so that's good you do you guys do do a great job from that standpoint but uh um, in addition to that, um, the stuff that we're really interested in right here is, Casey, you're stepping the whole program up a little bit. I know you do a lot of blacker racing and you do that at a high level, but uh, you've also got something else up your sleeve. Can we please hear a little bit about what is coming down the pipe for uh, you and the whole uh, your whole family's you know operation that way?
2: Well, man, I'll tell you what. So uh, the way this all kind of came about, it's been a long time in the making. But uh, whenever I moved to North Carolina, I've been buying and selling and trading cars. And, you know, I've been I keep wanting to go towards this 470 index type stuff that they run out here. Like they have obviously Verge runs all over. That's really the best one out of everything. Um, You know, we just talked to, to Chevy. Uh, oh, who, right. Runs 450 yeah. dog best at farmington
4: um
2: they mooresville has their own 470 series um you weird. know uh, jp knows there's a lot of uh, i think it's uh called the southern outlaw top sportsman series that they run quite a bit over here i mean there's just so many fast door car races and and the bottom line is is that Fast door cars are the coolest thing. That's what everybody wants to see. That's what people who don't even like race and relate to. When you think of a race car, you think of a pro mod car. That's the reason Street Outlaws is so uh, desirable to watch for, you know, random people.
0: Right, uh, right.
2: But that's the reason PDRA is so cool because it's focused around pro mods, um, they're the new nitro cars. And ultimately what that index racing is, is it's still fast and it still kind of has a tuning aspect, but it limits the amount of money that you have to spend. And And I also think it's cool because it's essentially still bracket racing, which is what I want to do, but it's single entry and no buybacks. And that's what I really like is the mm-hmm. fact that you're one up, one down type thing. Um, I feel like the best man will usually win that day. And you're adding a tuning aspect into it as well. If you watched this last weekend's Verge race, you could tell that sometimes there were cars skating around in the lanes and then want to go straight down after it and run dead on, you know? So, um, you know, I feel like it just adds so many aspects into into the game that, that uh, it's just more interesting at this point because obviously I have my Nova. I can go bracket racing anywhere. And realistically, if I didn't spend all my money on this new car that I'm building, then I could be doing that at that same level <laughs> yeah. as everybody else. But I've done that my whole life, and I kind of want to try something different without getting too far out of my groove.
0: Yeah. Well, you're preaching to at least one person in the choir uh, when when my ears are listening, because I think index racing is really good for our sport in general. Like, it really is. It, it uh you, you don't have the parts breakage, so there's not the downtime. So any new person coming to the sport, watching it, you know, immediately goes, okay, I get it. This is good action. And it's easy for them to tell who's the winner and loser is because somebody's going under the – and, you know, they can kind of get a feel for that pretty quick. And it's heads up. It's, um, you know, it's a pro tree, which is really cool stuff. So I, I'm, I'm a big fan, big, big fan. So I want to know everything so tell me what you're building and, and do not leave out any details
2: well it's changed uh, it's changed about 15 times the car itself is uh is a kit from smw my dad's building it right now um, i got an o2 firebird body i've always You know, I've had a lot of buddies, people go back and forth on whether they like the, the 4th Gen F bodies or not. The short story on that whole deal is, is I always wanted a WS6 Trans Am. I always wanted one. That was about the time I was in high school and everything. I never could afford one. When I got out of high school, I finally got an 01 Z28 Camaro. I couldn't afford the WS6 Trans Am. Well, guess what? Now I can, even though it's fake, I I can afford it now. So I got it now on the way and, uh, I'm glad that VFN made that hood that looks like it has WS6 Ram Air on it. So I'm going to get me one of those. Um, But, yeah, man, uh, so starting out, when I first started thinking about it, I was going to make it a nitrous deal. And I know, JP, you're a nitrous guy, right?
1: Uh, Die hard.
2: So I was going to do that. (laughs) And and you're also going to understand why I didn't do it also, because you got to probably have, like, eight or ten bottles with you if you're gonna go running certain st- yep because here's here's what I was planning on doing I always figured I was like they got a you know they got some 490 470 and 450 races so the ideal way to truly do it would be run 490 on the motor spray a little bit to go 470 and spray a lot to go 450 yep Well then, you're spending all the money on the nitrous, and I don't know how much you got to spray to go 450, but that seems like a lot of
1: bottles. (laughs) (laughs) It's 300 or a little north of 300, uh, depending on depending on
2: well depending on what you got. um, Right. Depending on what you got. So so I was initially going to do a 615 or 632 nitrous motor, and then I was like, I don't want to deal with all this bottles and burning pistons and stuff like that. So then I was like. I was like, well, I guess I'm going to do a uh, a blown deal. And then I was going to build, you know, like a 582 or a 615 because they make a tall deck 250 blower uh, manifold now. So okay. then I was going to go that route. And then I started thinking and I'm like, man, I don't think when it's 100 degrees outside, I'm going to be able to go 470. And I definitely wouldn't be able to do 450 stuff. So then I got on a deal and my dad had a motor in the corner that I'm telling you, he has had this motor for man, probably 15 years at this point. He, during the original recession in 2008, he was short on money. So he put this small block in his Camaro at the time. He had a tube chassis Camaro and he was just going to play with it. And he put like an 88 millimeter turbo on it and made like two or three runs on it and then ran out of money. So he just put it in the corner and, and then took it out of the car and got a big block and started bracket racing again. So then I was like, Well, do you still have that motor? And he said, Yeah, actually I do. It's over here in the corner. You know, he kind of forgot he had it. And uh it's all good stuff, you know, dart block. It's uh it's only a 388, but it's dart block, has got Cali's Magnum crank, it's got mm. you know shaft rockers, AFR heads, uh, you know, it's nice stuff. And I was like, Well, if I just bought a F1X, could I just use that motor and I'll just pay you for it when I get the money. Cause you know, it's already sitting there. It's paid for, you know what I mean? He's like, yeah, I guess we do that. So I needed, it doesn't have a big block snout crank in it. And I was like, man, I think I'm going to have to spin this so hard that I'm scared. I'm going to break the snout of the crank off. Uh-huh. So, so, Now, Rex, this is what I was telling you. That was the breaking news thing the other day that nobody knows. We
0: always break news on the Fast (laughs) Markets podcast. We always do.
2: Dad texts me this weekend and he says, "Why buy a three thousand dollar crankshaft whenever we could just get an entire five forty short block kit and have a whole new motor for two grand more?" You know,
0: father of the year action yeah. right there like I mean, I mean yeah i think father's day is coming up and we could <laughs> nominate uh you know senior beckmeyer as father of the year for sure
2: right so the uh so now the new plan is we're going to go that route uh, with that 540 because the i already have heads and i already have uh an intake and everything for the carburetor that I have and whatnot for a big block. So basically we just need the short block and the short block's kind of a, you know, realistically it's a minimal investment when you're talking about sure. lower stuff and everything. i mean yeah. pro chargers for $10,000, you know? Yeah. So, so long story short, I was talking to TJ Pruitt just a little bit earlier for drag coverage and uh, TJ told me, he's like, man, he's, you know, I told him, I said, I know these heads are too small for this, but I really don't need to make max, I'm not doing max effort stuff. And he goes, Man, I think you'll still be fine. You'll still make the power you want to make with it. And realistically, you don't want to make what it can make because his thriller car had had a 540 in it and it was so fast he couldn't slow it down to 450. So oh. I was like, Well, I don't want to end up at that point. So uh, and now I think TJ's got a lot of stuff in the works, speaking of that, to to make it even faster. So
0: so you're talking about a 540 with a with an F1X? Is that
2: what you're saying? Right. Blow, yeah. blow through carb. Blow through carb from APD um, dual needle and seat carburetor. Um, then uh, yeah, just just see what happens, man. I mean, I've never I've never really messed with any kind of blow through stuff. Dad's got obviously his Chevelle, but we really haven't got into that too much yet because between. Bro. me moving out here, and then uh, my sister just is yeah. getting ready to have another kid any day now, and then, of course, I had my son last year, and we've just been doing so much running around, um, and, and he's fun? always got projects to do.
0: It's so, so selfish of your sister to have kids when yeah, right. and engine race engines put together. I've, I've said this for years. Uh, some siblings are just way too selfish when it comes to stepping on race car projects. I, I don't <laughs> get it, so... Especially during uh, racing season, I mean, you right. got all winter to have the kids. Like your dad yeah. is really <laughs> carrying the whole family right now, and your sister's dragging you down like that. Dad is doing it, so we <laughs> we like that. We like that for sure.
2: Yep. So yeah, hopefully, hopefully we'll see what happens, man. Uh, if anything, like I said, I'm just looking for for doing something kind of for a change and living so close to Glide Motorsports Park, and it only being like twenty. I don't, I don't know if they they may have increased it this year. Everybody's freaking out. They may have increased test and tune to $30 guys. Oh no. So, you know, I mean, $10. I mean, yeah, I mean, whenever I was at, uh, whenever I lived back home, gateway was like, I think they're like $80 to, to test and tune there. So, you know, it's, uh, I can go there and make some hits until I get it right. And and until I don't, I, obviously I still got my Nova. I can race it whenever I feel yeah. like it's, I built it to be a low maintenance car. Um, you know, I I could do a lot of things to it, and it'd probably pick up two-tenths or something, but I keep telling myself, I'm like, man, I don't want to, uh, you know, I don't want to have to work on this car because I know my other car, I'm going to need to maintain it a lot more, and it's going to be twice as much maintenance, so I need this one to be pretty much nothing, so I have time to mess with it. So, like I said, my son's not even one yet, so I kind of get pulled away a lot.
0: <laughs> right? Yeah. No, that's that's cool um yeah because we won't be before you know it and he'll be um hey dad uh I, you're not driving that nova why don't you let me right. let me sneak in the driver's seat there i mean it's, it's going to be before you know it brother
2: i already got him one man I, that's what i've been rationalizing with my wife i'm like i gotta have a car for will that's why i gotta <laughs> have too. i have to have yeah
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that's, that's a good way of thinking about it <laughs> that's great um all right so your your dad's putting that chassis together for the the firebird you got a little change of action here on the power plant we'd like that and um so uh, you think you think you'd be running 470s there's a lot of 470 stuff around there and and so that's the plan moving forward
2: right Pretty much, man. And it's just uh like I said, I just like the I like the fact that you gotta kind of battle the car is still fast enough going four seventies when you're all four seventy index racing, the car is fast enough where you're still battling the track. You're still battling the tune up to make it go four seventy. And you also gotta hit the tree because I mean those guys I mean, I couldn't believe on a pro tree these guys would be sub ten several times this wasn't just one thing there were a couple guys that were hitting the tree like super cop racers
0: i think that bird series is getting absolutely nasty i mean just just nasty with it i mean they're getting you know they're getting 64 cars now it pays 10 grand so it's well worth it to go just to you know i think they run what two qualifiers early saturday and then run their race so you could put eight laps on it um but but that's a pretty good – I mean, it's an amazing series, really. And those guys are getting just just nasty. I mean, all 64 cars have a chance to win.
2: And if you uh, look at it also – and I literally just found this this week, so I could be wrong. But, uh, you know, like I said, I think JP will probably know about this because it's more seems like it, towards his area. Um, but that Southern Outlaw series is what's really cool because – it looks to me like you run top sportsmen, and then if you win top sportsmen, you fall into the super pro side.
1: No, yeah, um, I I used to run that deal. I ran with them for like 15 years. Uh, the way that that's set up is if you if you win the top sportsmen, then you roll over into whatever round of super pro is is left. Mm-hmm. Um, so you could potentially you could potentially win top sportsmen and and super pro. I've ran over there and I've won and rolled over and went to like the finals and super pro, um, back mm-hmm. when I used to run it. So, yeah, I mean, it, it, it's, it's pretty cool from that. How,
2: how does, let me ask you this. How does the, uh, I saw they said there's like a mean 16 for like a different purse. Is that like just a quick eight deal or is that just the fastest 16 bracket
1: race? Uh, I guess it's the fastest 16 qualified cars. I haven't ran over there since they started doing that. Um, just because I've been trying to run some PDRA stuff and then the, the races that I promote, I've been, I've been busy with that. So mm-hmm. um, the way that I'm looking at it, I guess it's their, their quickest 16 qualifiers. And then I think you can, if you win that, then you continue in top sportsman. And then if you win that, then you continue in top ET, I think is mm-hmm. how that's set up. Um, But yeah, I haven't, like I said, I, I haven't, ran over there in, in probably 4 years so I don't know exactly how all of that shakes out.
2: Mhm. The uh I think the key the key in a lot of the 470 stuff at least out here it seems like uh is to stay away from Bagwell in the lanes because he pretty much dominates everything
1: <laughs> that dude is <laughs> yeah he's nasty but I've been looking at the verge deal and um the uh the other deal they do at Mooresville and, and they both look like pretty good races so i I'm gonna try to verge is where they're racing at this year is a little they're kind of nice all over me, but yeah yeah but 10 grand 10 grand will make you spend some wind- windshield time that's for sure
2: yeah yeah man it's uh go ahead
0: well, if you think about running top sportsmen, even for the NHRA side or the PDRA side, and run, win, what, uh, three or four grand for that, and it's a whole weekend, whereas you can theoretically roll in Friday night after work to a verge of it. I mean, depending on how far it is, you wouldn't necessarily have to take any time off work. If you just drive late, then you can you know race all day Saturday, get up Sunday morning, drive home. I mean, and, and potentially win ten grand in the weekend and not take any time off work. If that's what you got to do, like I, I like it. I like what Jeff is doing over there. He's he's really, Jeff is really savvy and he's got a game plan to keep building that series. And man, it's not going to get any easier, Casey. I'm just going to tell you now. You better get after it now because it will not get any easier for you <laughs> down hey. the road.
2: Yeah, and I, and they pay back a long way in the points. And, I mean, I know the last few are like are like 500 bucks, but it's like 17th place still getting money in points.
1: Oh, wow. Okay, so I also – I know a guy that does promote some quick 16 top sportsman races that you might be interested in coming to also. Um, yeah, no doubt. Yeah,
2: no man. doubt. Yeah. I'm going to try, man. I'm going to try. Yeah,
0: you, you do a great job with your stuff, JP. There's no doubt um guys girls that was the great casey beckmeyer from going bracket racing and soon to be challenging on the verge motorsports 470 index series my man casey thanks so much for coming on that was guys and girls the great casey beckmeyer Right. As we hit the mile per hour cone, JP, Casey, we're going to talk about one of our own that uh, got it done in a different class this past weekend. We're talking about my man, Jeff Melnick, who's been on the show a number of times, who is from exotic fabrication. One of those guys that can only be described as a magician behind the welding mask. Um, Does it a lot of different ways. Usually runs top sportsmen. Um, in this case, had an opportunity to get behind the uh, a, a new Camaro. It's a 632 car that uh, runs in Pro 632 at PDRA, and yeah. Jeff Melnick gets it done. Gets the gets in the winner circle the very first time out. I mean, it's an impressive deal that he did. And um, I don't know. Do you guys know much about that combo that uh, they put it they put together here recently? And 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 put it in the winter circle. You guys know about that thing? I don't
1: I know about the car. I don't know the exact combination. Uh, a lot of six thirty two cars or nitrous cars. Um, some they had a handful that were had clutches in them and stuff. I don't I don't know if that deal has a clutch in it, but uh car was impressive. He ran good all weekend. Um he, he had, had his top sportsman card there, too. He just didn't, he didn't have a, a lot of luck in top sportsman. But he, he was definitely kicking butt and taking names in 632.
0: So here's, here's the interesting thing. So Jeff goes down there, and I don't know the full story. We'll just have to have him on to tell the story because it uh, the way I understand it, it's really, really cool. So he goes down there, um, did not have his license yet, I don't think. Needed to get his license, so he needed a pass or two to get his license. Um, made a couple half-track passes got the license that is actually an amc motor in that car it's a new camaro but it's an amc motor so the way i understand it that is the first professional class one with an amc motor since the 70s and the the car owner um his dad had been working on an amc motor for several years before he passed and he kind of made a promise to his dad that he would get that amc motor in the Winter circle and they finally got that combination perfected and the o'briens as you know run some really interesting combinations and they always run amc stuff and uh i don't know all the details but i do know that it's interesting in the fact that you rarely see a camaro with an amc motor in it and but they obviously got it dialed in and it it was one of those things where they didn't qualify very high in the field actually because they were still working through the bugs but every time they got through another round they figured one more thing out and got a little faster and got a little faster and got a little faster and got the thing in the winner's circle which is incredibly cool we know Jeff is a, a really bright guy and talented guy. We know that whole crew works extremely hard. Uh, but that class is um, is is tough. It's a really cool class. But that in and of itself is a story to be told, and it, it's why we got to talk about it on the mile per hour cone.
1: Oh, yeah, that's uh that's definitely impressive. And, yeah, I know that O'Brien's is, have been longtime be. proponents of AMC's um, so camaro with an amc motor in it winning it in 632 they ought to nickname the car blasphemy now nah, i'm just kidding i'm kidding <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> no I'm, I'm i'm really kidding uh congratulations to jeff on the win <laughs> yeah
0: we'll we'll just have to get him on to tell the, to the real tr- story and some of the details behind it because i'm probably missing something but uh, as i was uh trying to catch up a little bit and and you know putting pieces together. I was like, oh, that is super cool. So an AMC in six thirty-two in a new Camaro. Jeff Melnick, you know, uh still needed to get his license before the thing wins the first time out. Uh, just a lot of cool, cool storylines. And so congrats to our guy Jeff Melnick from Exotic Fabrication for getting it done in Pro 632. All right, let's bring this thing back in let's take a peek in the other lane guys casey jp let's take the stripe there it is that is the show it is time to pull the shoots on episode number 113 and there it is there is the wind light and guys the sweet sweet sound of our girl laura branigan just belting it out um it's, it's so good it is so good that every time it's it's uh it really truly does and i don't know if you've never seen the video you you got to go to it and just see her standing right next to this big disco ball it's uh it's one of the best thing that's ever happened in 80s uh, ever but uh it just reminds me that what we're doing is uh is a lot of fun um it does that big disco ball does remind me of a big wind light which is good and reminds me that we had a great week this week. We had an unbelievable co-host, Casey Beckmeyer. Casey, thanks for coming on, man. That was uh, so good with us all this week. This was great.
2: Yeah, man, absolutely. I appreciate y'all having me, and uh, thanks for doing the show, too, because, like I said, I said it earlier on GBR that uh, usually every time I mow the grass, that's when I catch up on the fast brackets. It's about the right amount of time.
0: (laughs) That's that's what we want. That's what our our plan is, right? Uh, We say mow the lawn, work on the heap, whatever it is. We like it. we also had a great guest, uh, Hollywood Chevy Floyd. He came on; he was unbelievable. Uh, go go check him out, running all that stuff in North Carolina. And then do us a favor: uh, go on iTunes or SoundCloud and leave a review. I'm not sure why it helps; I have no idea, but it, we know it does. So you can just say anything. You can say "Go fast." Um, You can say uh, Rex and JP are forcing me, you know, like let me out of this trunk. I don't care what it is, but just say something. uh, That's a review from the algorithm standpoint. Uh, We would really, really appreciate it. It'll drive us up the charts. Um, So guys, girls, I hope you enjoyed it. Um, This has been a great episode, but keep the rubber side down and travel safe. Episode of the Fast Brackets podcast is brought to you by Winlight Bets. Winlight Bets is the fastest gaming action on earth, using the fastest motorsport on earth. Go to the Winlight Bets Facebook page, like and follow to be up to date on all the latest information around gaming and your favorite sport, drag racing.